Hello, everybody. I'm Clay Brace, and it's showtime here again in Birch County at 1 p.m. on Saturday afternoon, right here on AM Radio 11 AWFYL for our show, The Watchman. Folks, we bring you our show with the speed of sound. It comes at you very quickly. So if you're not fastened in a seatbelt, you might want to get a good hold because we will be shifting from seamlessly, I might add, from topic to topic at the speed of sound. So if you're not grabbing onto a stronghold, you may end up landing up on the floor someplace. So hang on as we jump into this. We got Annette Baker back with us today. Annette is our environmental science expert, homeschool teacher. Welcome back to our show, Annette. <laughs> Thanks for having me back. Annette, I got to ask you now, um, I guess if, if Biden's mishandling, is it, are they looking for gross misconduct in the mishandling of these documents or is it, or did he, I mean, you know, is it gross misconduct to leave classified documents in a garage be, uh, with a two behind a two dollar lock parked behind his Corvette in the box that Hunter Biden had access to? Is that is that gross misconduct? Well, you have to wonder. I mean, he he basically said, uh, you know, what Trump did was reprehensible. Um, so, you know, it's amazing to me. Again, it comes back to what I've said before, you know, for a lot of these politicians, if they didn't have a double standard, they wouldn't have any standards at all. Huh. And, you know, it's amazing that the deflection and the pivoting and the back uh, peddling that's going on about, oh, well, it's not that bad. It isn't that serious. Um, you know, you didn't hear any of that when they went after Trump. And, and from what I understand at Mar-a-Lago, those documents were under lock and key um, in a secure area, um, unlike the, the documents that were left at the think tank, and I use that term loosely, uh -huh. uh, that uh, former, you know, that, that at the time Vice President Biden had, um, and who knows who had access to that information. Um, and that's something that I think will probably, you know, we'll, we'll find out more about that, and I'm sure uh, as as time progresses. But the interesting thing is, and this is something that um, I think people need to understand from from what I've read and from what I understand, um, and and I believe uh, President Biden actually commented on this himself, stating that that you know he he was allowed to have classified documents um, once he left office. Uh, not as vice president. Not as vice president. That's right, because he he did not have the authority to declassify any of those documents and take them. Um, now, obviously, President Trump had the authority to declassify uh, the documents and take them with him. Um, you know, to what extent? You know, the documents that were taken from Mar-a-Lago, we you know we still don't know exactly what it was. Um, we may never know exactly because. If they were indeed classified, um, that information is not going to come out for a very long time. Um, but it's interesting to see, you know, the, again, the double standard, the the, the complete, um, you know, um, ignoring of, of protocol on all of this. And, and it's just like, oh, well, you know, it's it's not that big a deal. Well, how about, um, let, me, let me point to something that's really being overlooked by the fake news, fake experts. And uh, but it won't be overlooked by these two experts, you and me, on this show. <laughs> as, as we get to this, uh, we're not ignoring this, folks. So the the bottom line is the fact that oh, Biden first said, "I know nothing about these documents. I have no knowledge. I know nothing." And now he's gone from that to, "Don't worry, everything was locked up." So which is it? Did you know or did you didn't know? And I think these are 
What's amazing is he lied before he told the truth, but all of this is being overlooked. So in, in addition to the double standard you're talking about, which applies to a sitting, the sitting president who did have the authority to declassify documents, the vice president did not have it. So these classified documents were declassified by who? Well, theoretically, he could declassify them in 2022, right? I guess he could have done that. But I think what's interesting on this, and, and this is where I think our listeners need to understand, I should say he could declassify them when he got elected in 2020, but but he didn't do that. And so instead, he, even if he did, didn't matter. He still had it for four years before they were declassified by him. And of course, how can he declassify something you had no knowledge of having? So these are things, these are things that our fake experts on a, on a fake news channel seem to be overlooking. So in that, is it possible to declassify something you didn't know you had? <laughs> it's it, that would be interesting. Um, how can you declassify something if you don't know you have it? I guess you could declassify everything and just say, okay, it's all declassified. And if I find it later because I remembered where I left it, I could count it as declassified. Yep. I don't know. But again, it's, it's the mental gymnastics that they're doing uh, to try to make this, and moral gymnastics that they're doing, to try to make this all seem that it's not such a big deal. And the, the hypocrisy is that, you know, they did not give former President Trump one scintilla of a chance to talk about or to try to, um, you know, discuss that, the, the, uh, the raid at Mar-a-Lago. And, you know, the current president is saying, hey, you know, I, I didn't even remember they were there. If he didn't remember that they were there, that is a huge problem, too, because who actually had them? Who brought them there? Did he well, bring them there or did someone else bring them there? You know, now we don't know. He had no knowledge of it. How would he know who brought him there? Correct. Well, that's the thing. And then you then, but then the bigger question becomes who's carrying these classified documents to the Penn Biden Center? It's, it's the, it's the, it's the person with the hands behind the back of the puppet. You know, oh, yeah. what's really interesting is no knowledge. He had no knowledge. Now the words, no knowledge definitely can be used in the same sentence for though Biden, right? I mean, we could do that, right? Yeah. Okay. The words no knowledge can certainly be used in the same sentence as Biden, but certainly if he wants to claim he had no knowledge amongst, you know, along with everything else in planet Earth that he, of, of the entire, of, of, of all the, of all the knowledge of, of all the things to know in the, in the, as a president, he has no knowledge of any of it. He could certainly claim he had no knowledge of these documents. The problem is he later reassured them they were locked in a garage behind a $2 lock. Now, I don't know about you, but that doesn't seem very secure. Wasn't it, wasn't it Robert De Niro's house? Wasn't his house robbed while he slept? Do you think his house is secure? De Niro's house? <laughs> I would think so. Uh, probably not as secure as Biden. Although, you know, Nancy Pelosi's house wasn't very secure either. Yeah, and they broke So yeah. they broke into, the, you know, supposedly there was a break in there. So, um, you know, the thing that, that really bothers me when you take a look at when they found the first tranche of of documents at the Penn Biden Center that was well in advance of the midterm election oh yeah. I think it was um you mean uh, uh, let, let's help our listeners understand you mean the Penn Biden Center that yes. uh, was funded by communist Chinese and it's the Penn Biden Center that uh helps spread the knowledge of communism throughout the planet is that what this is all about I think it's the same one yes yes because it's the one that's funded by the communists now, of course, we can say that because we know it was funded by Chinese industrialists. 
And we know that there's no millionaire industrialist in China that's not controlled by the government. We know that. I mean, this is the same government that can take people that are mourning their loved ones in a COVID pandemic going on over there and say you have 10 minutes to mourn and then the funeral's over. I mean, they did this. They're doing this. They're the same ones that lock people that are COVID positive into apartments and let them starve to death and die. They weld them right. And then burn the apartment buildings down. Yep. While people are still alive inside. Are you serious? That communist government. Are you serious? Is that what it comes? I mean, from what I understand from going to the Penn Biden Center over there, the communist center, that's not, that's (laughs) hyperbole. That's not the way communist governments operate. Yeah, I'm sure the people of Venezuela would back that up too. (laughs) You know, what's amazing is we watched on TV, okay, the communist Politburo over there in Beijing, where there were like 50 of them, you know, all sitting on the table. And the former leader who has a seat on the Politburo, an automatic seat, the former leader was sitting over to the left of, of Xi Jinping, and immediately his security police went over and lifted that guy up out of his seat and walked him right out as the guy's pleading, pleading with people on the Politburo, please don't let him take you off to the gulag, please. That guy's never been seen again, you know. Yep. Okay. So this is what we have to understand. These are the people that all Biden is in cahoots with at the Penn Biden Center. I mean, why would the Chinese fund this? What are they getting out of this? I mean, why would any industrialist fund this? You know, we as objective listeners, see, Annette and I are objective, and that's why we're friends and we know each other. And that's why we do this show, because our listeners want to, we want to ask the questions. What do you think, Annette, that the Chinese are looking to get out of the Penn Biden Center? Oh, I think that it was it was not just about getting out of the Penn Biden Center. I think that they were they were banking on the fact that Biden was going to become president. And they knew. I mean, look at what he's done with unwinding a lot of what President Trump had done with the tariffs. Look at what they've done with changing the the trade status with the United States. I mean, there's been a lot of things that have been um, changed to benefit the Chinese. Talk about intellectual property um, changes where now we're not prosecuting China when they steal our stuff. Things that we've created, that has been unwound by the the Biden administration in dealing with China. All you gotta do is follow the money. Just follow the money. And and I'm sorry, but you know, it looks like the big guy has been making a lot of money. And you know, that's why I think, you know, a lot of people have said, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, and they've released Trump's, uh, you know, tax records. Maybe it's time to take a look at, you know, Joe Biden's tax record. Well, what I, he's claiming. I remember um, there was a video of of, of uh, Biden pulling his car out of the garage and the door opened. I think I think in the background you can see these classified documents. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, this is sickening, folks. But he didn't know. He didn't know. Look, I had I no knowledge ever in my garage. Well, did Hunter Biden bring him home? Because after all, he did own the house. Yeah, well, I, you know, he didn't see anything. He never goes in that garage. Well, did anybody pick that two down the lot? You know, that never happens. My garage, my bed is, my Corvette's very safe in there. So I guess he's attributing the value of his Corvette on the same level as the value of those classified documents in that. What are you reading out of that? Yeah, I mean, and how scary is that? Well, my Corvette is safe. Oh, and yeah, I guess there's some classified documents somewhere around here. I guess they're safe too. But my Corvette's really safe. I mean, but, you know, unfortunately, 
this situation is something that you know should should really concern everyone because we don't necessarily know we only know a small portion of what has been leaked we don't know how those are only the ones that have been found right how many are out there that we don't know about well how about how many still haven't been found yet maybe well, there's but... other closets that they haven't opened a couple of days ago on Thursday, NBC News put out there that oh, Biden's former executive assistant, Kathy Chung, I wonder if she's a communist. I don't know who she is. I haven't looked her up, I'm, but with the speed of your ability to look up, I'm sure you can pull this up. Kathy Chung, spelled with a K, by the way, Kathy with a K, hired to the post, and you can be looking that up while I'm kind of pontificating here, hired to the post after Hunter's recommendation. So Hunter recommended this woman, Kathy Chung, get get uh, hired. So he's, I guess he sold her peddled influence to Kathy as she bought it. So she paid for the influence and then she got the, uh, she became the, uh, she became the, the, uh, uh, the, the head of the, uh, or she was hired to the, to the post, uh, to the, his executive assistant, uh, you know, after Hunter's recommendation. So she was questioned by law enforcement over these classified documents stashed, stashed in three separate locations. Now we're wondering, I'm wondering if these are stores locations because they're talking about undisclosed locations that could be like a storage room uh who is kathy chung i'm sure you already have that by now yeah i, I did pull up one uh, one report on her she is now working at the pentagon okay that's great she's the current deputy director of protocol that's true. Uh, it, i'm sorry the deputy director of the protocol infor- inf- um, i'm sorry informa- yes. information disinformation yeah. yeah the president she's the head of the information the information uh, filtration uh, uh, organization, I guess, the the, the Department of Infil- Information Sorting. What do they call that? What was that? Department of Misinformation? Is that what they call it? That's right. The Department of Misinformation. All right. So tell, tell me, is she is she is she a communist? What is her background? That it, uh, so far that I can tell, it doesn't say anything specific about that. Um, See where she's she came. was she was uh, didn't work for um for president biden if for five years she during the obama administration apparently they went um, back. so she back. talked to hunter back and forth um so it's, it's not like she was not known to uh the biden family um she was known by i wonder if she was known by diane feinstein's uh chauffeur yeah who knows <laughs> who knows i mean we're eric swalwell's love interest yeah, 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 right, right, right. Oh, I mean, my you know, I, I don't know. I, you know, circles in Washington are, are not as as big as most people think they are. I'm not, um, so, there's a lot of connections I, going on. Why, I wonder why Hunter would recommend her. What did he get out of it? You see, this is what we're going well. Well, and apparently she worked for Senator Mark Udall from Colorado and... Delaware Senator Ted Kaufman. That's probably the connection, uh, Senator Kaufman to Joe Biden. I don't know. I mean, I you know you wonder. I mean, look first. Why is Hunter Biden recommending anybody? That's the first thing we got to ask. Okay, of course this all came off his laptop, by the way. So you know this this came off of his laptop. But anyway, why is he recommending anything? Okay, I don't know. And of course, influence peddling isn't influence peddling a crime in it. Yeah, you know, I I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, her employment as Joe Biden's assistant was in part due to the recommendation. Don't, don't miss that. Our, our listeners need to understand, this is what Americans are so tired of. This is what Wallinette and I are tired of. This is what we're, 
This is why we're commenting on it. We can't believe what we're seeing when we see it. Okay, it's just amazing, even though it's happening right in front of us. So Hunter and Chung remained in contact over the course of Biden's tenure as vice president, and their correspondence included arranging Biden family business meetings with former University of Pennsylvania president Amy Goodman, who Biden later picked as U.S. ambassador to Germany. I mean, are these U.S. ambassador jobs well sought after in that? Oh, absolutely. So you, oh, hold on. Let me just, I want to listen to this get this. So let me just ask you a question because you are the expert on these cush jobs. So I want to. <laughs> yeah, and if anyone has one out there for me, let me know. <laughs> I am looking. <laughs> Having just gotten my master's degree, yes, I am looking. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, we, we, I mean, what, what, I mean, you know, this is so he picks her as U.S. ambassador to Germany. If you had to identify the top, or we should say, the top 100 jobs, number one being, the absolute best job on planet Earth, and number 100 being the, the 100 best job on planet Earth, I would say a U.S. ambassador is probably in the top three, wouldn't you? Oh, I would I would definitely say so, depending on what country you're going to. <laughs> yeah, Some yeah. countries might be a little better than others, some oh, yeah. rougher than others. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's all, you know, a matter of, uh, you know, is it a stable, you know, first world country or is it a an unstable third world country? So the U.S. You ambassador know. to Germany, would you not say that's probably one of the top three jobs on planet Earth? I would say that's probably a pretty stable country, although Angela Merkel has done her level best to make it as unstable as possible. Well, that's okay. In my that's opinion. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, notwithstanding the effort. Uh, yeah, I would say that, that that would definitely be one of one of the jobs that would be a, a very good one. So are we saying um, the University of President University of Pennsylvania president Amy Goodman, who was given the US ambassador job, you think she had any any pull at all in getting the the Penn Biden Center set up? Well, I'm sure she did, yeah. I mean oh, that, well, hold on. that's kind of a you know So you're saying this might be uh, sort of like a quid pro quo. But we're not allowed to use that term anymore, remember? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, well, look, we're, we're suggesting it kind of has a resemblance of it, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it does. It does. You know, and know Biden admitted in 2016 that Hunter, Hunter had access to the garage where the documents were. Okay. And uh, that, 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 by the way, all Biden didn't know was there. Okay. That he later said were secured in the garage. So I guess, I mean, after he learned from the reporters at the press briefing that there were classified documents in his garage, he went, huh? You're kidding me. Really? Okay, well, at least they're behind a lock, you know, a $2 lock, okay? Uh, but anyway, so Hunter owned, uh, uh, he also owned the house, according to a document unearthed by the New York Post, Miranda Devine. Miranda Devine's really, uh, really, she's really super. I've seen her on uh, on Fox News sometimes. She's really, really smart. But anyway, she unearthed this document that showed that Hunter Biden owned the house in 2018. So, I mean, I would suggest that oh, Biden did not get access to these documents after Trump was in the White House in 2016. Would you, it? I'm sorry, say that again. You... I would I would not suggest that oh, Biden had access to classified documents after Trump was president, right? Oh, I would think not. Um, okay. I mean, some it, it's interesting because a lot of the um, a lot of folks that serve uh, and then have top secret clearances and things like that. They can actually keep them, um, but that's it. I believe that's at the discretion of the current administration. Uh, so it's interesting. I think, you know, I, I for some reason it rings a bell that maybe President Trump had threatened to pull secret clearances um, for like Obama, Biden, Clinton, or the, I should say the Clintons together. Um, yeah. 
there may I, I for some reason I that rings a bell with me, but I don't know that he ever did that. Um, so well, it, he was he was under investigation. I would imagine he did. Right, right. I mean, you know, but I mean, you know, Biden admits guilt in public, okay? Because he said, well, first off, he didn't know they were there, and then he admitted guilt by saying, okay, well, they were locked up anywhere behind my yeah. behind my Corvette. So you know, it's just an amazing thing. So now he's. He's looking at uh, being investigated, okay, by the same Justice Department that... Now, wait a minute. Did, they, did the uh, police go crash through the door of O'Biden's house? I mean, how'd they... What, what happened there? <laughs> well, there was no leak to CNN or any other news uh, agency oh, I'm aware of. Okay. Um, and there was no raid. Uh, they willingly... They said, you know, we, we willingly gave them, uh, turned them over. We notified the proper authorities... And, um, you know, made sure that, that they were secure and, you know, yada, yada. So it's kind of, it, it, they're, they're saying that the difference between Trump and Biden is that Biden willingly gave the top secret stuff or the, you know, uh, clearance stuff over uh, willingly, whereas Trump ignored a subpoena or a request for the documents that he So had. who's saying that? Those uh, liars on, who's saying that? Those liars on the fake news? Oh, yeah. It's all over the news. And well, it, that's the justification. Well, yeah, is, well they didn't have to raid anybody because the Biden group, administration, whatever you want to call it, uh, cadre of people basically said, well, oh, oopsie, we found these. We shouldn't have had them. Oopsie, here you go. And the problem is, is that Trump said, yeah, I've got them, and I'm not giving them to you. That's that's their perspective on on how they're explaining why there was no raid, why there was no um, pull up the butt the buster. But it's interesting because they're not. I I mean, how many other like I said, how many other closets haven't been looked in yet? Well, the bottom line is Trump was the only one of of Hillary Clinton and and no Biden and Trump of those three that had these documents. Trump was the only one who could argue that. He had the declassification authority because oh, Biden didn't, and we know Hillary Clinton didn't, and we know that Comey actually put out there uh, that you know Comey actually said it. He goes, well, there was no real intent to to you know to to violate the laws. So you know, so I guess with the uh, th- this is what this is. This is this is situational ethics on full display of that. Wouldn't you say so? Absolutely. It's you know it's the whole idea of you know we can hold. Republicans or Republican former president to an account, but we get caught with our hand in the cookie jar doing the same thing. Well, it's no big deal. It's it's just a mistake. But again, this is like the second or third issue. Hunter Biden's laptop being one the biggest one that they lied about. They said it's not true. It's Russian disinformation, right? That's what they said about Hunter Biden's laptop only to come out and say, yeah, it is, it is accurate. It is true. It was his laptop. Okay. That's one Russian disinformation. They knew it was a lie. They knew it was a setup, but they went ahead and, and the media ran with it anyway, because it was damaging to Trump. So again, now you've got this whole issue with the classified documents. And what's different this time, and I hope this is a sign that people are waking up, is the fact that people are saying, uh, wait a minute, that's a double standard. That's hypocrisy. If it's not okay for Trump, then it shouldn't be okay for Biden. And that's where I hope and pray the American people are awake 
and aware enough to say, look, we have to have standards. If, you know, this is the thing that, that I think bothers a lot of folks is that there's two sets of rules. And it used to be a set of rules for the elite, and, and it still is. There's If you have money, you can find your way out of a lot of legal issues. If you don't have money, you're in big trouble. That is why I read this um, comment about the 87, was it 87,000 new IRS agents that the Biden administration wants to hire? Well, they, they, reason, they, they just, yeah, they got defunded. Yeah, they got defunded. Which is great. Um, but the reason that they target low to middle income taxpayers is because they don't have the money to fight. So instead of fighting back and saying, no, I don't think I should be penalized or audited, they just say, okay, I'll pay it. I'll, I'll pay the penalty. I'll, I'll, I just want it to go away. Well, Billionaires who get audited less frequently than low-income people have the money to fight back and often do. Well, we got we got to point out the fact that the same people that believe that uh, you can flip Guam by having too many people <laughs> on side of the island are the same people who are who are trying to get us to buy into the the double you know, the fact that there's a difference between you know, Biden's documents <laughs> and everybody else's documents. But folks, we're going to have to leave it there. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in today and being with us on this beautiful Saturday afternoon. Right here on AM Radio 11 WFYL here in Southeast Pennsylvania, Delaware Valley, because we are your oasis of truth. Thanks for being with us today, folks. See you next week on The Watchmen. For an Ed Baker, I'm Clay Brees. Goodbye for now.